0: My name is Mike Jimenez, and this is the Acquired Taste here coming from, at, from San Antonio, Texas. Already fumbling my words here, Joe Garcia. You know why I'm excited? Because it's Friday, baby. It's
1: Friday, and we don't give a damn.
0: I thought it was <laughs> Thursday, and I look at my clock over here my phone, and it says Friday, and I'm like, we're already at the end of the work week. Shit, we should have been opening up some something to drink. Why isn't the Buffalo Trace out? I know. I didn't think about that till right now. So we're going to do this. Take two. My name is Mike Jimenez. This is the Acquired Taste. We're from San Antonio, Texas. But if you're listening to us from Houston, from Austin, from Corpus Christi, from the Valley, want to welcome you to the show. And we know that you're listening from those areas because YouTube tells us this. They give us the uh, demographics of the people who listen to the show. About 80% listen from the San Antonio area, but 20% are either coming from Austin, coming from the Valley, Corpus, Houston. That's very exciting.
1: It is, man. Shout out to all my peeps in the Valley, man.
0: That's right, baby. The Valley, that's Spurs country right there. Yeah, It's also Cowboy country, to be honest with you. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. We're also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the iHeart app, so you can follow us wherever you are, whenever you are. So if you listen to us at 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, midnight, in the future, welcome to the show. This is going to be a fun show. It's the end of the week. By the way, a reminder, we have a new show that's going to start on Sunday, The Fantasy Gods, hosted by Brandon Medina. I'll be co-hosting, but Brandon is driving that show. want to thank also our sponsors. We have a lead sponsor for that show. Our title sponsor is going to be Mad Peckers. Mad Peckers Brewery nice. on Tezel Road, right off of Timber Path on the northwest side. We're going to have a fantasy draft there in a couple of weeks or so. They are the title sponsor, but we're also sponsored by Bear County Social Apparel and also mudslingers drive through coffee which i got to check out again this weekend my wife and i are planning on going out there either saturday or sunday to go get some coffee out there you can go get the oj the O.G. oj baby i've never tried the alien i heard that's, it's good that's the drink that's named after victor wemanyama so i'm going to go out there and check that out some point this weekend but again thank you to our new sponsors mudslingers drive through coffee bear county social apparel and also mad packer brewery dude we're going to be able to say the word madpecker like 10 times, 20 times during the show <laughs> because it's fun to say. And they're also our title sponsor. So why not? Hope everyone's having a fantastic week so far. I know the weekend is upon us. Uh, I am stuffed, Joe. Really? What did you eat? Dude, went to Lupita's, man. So... I, Lupita's is in the hood off of Culebra Road, trying to get back those Mexican points I lost from earlier this week when I had torchies. I, I admitted that Damn. I had torchies. But, uh, yeah.
1: I'd never go to Torchy's, even though it's just around the corner
0: from me, man. I, I hate that I, damn place. Dude. I just wanted something different. The margaritas are pretty good.
1: The oh, margaritas
0: man. are good there. Alonzo reached out to us saying that he's listening from the 956, baby. Shout out. Chris Gonzalez, it's lunchtime, saying he's eating Bojangles right now. <laughs> he don't care for the fries. <laughs> he doesn't like the fries. Hey, Again, if you follow us on YouTube, you can chime in and we can read your comments in real time. Be part of the show. Help drive the show for us. We have a lot to get into today. You know, Aggie's legend, Johnny Manziel, making headlines today, and it is uh, depressing. Maybe it's something that's motivating as well. Uh, There's a new documentary coming out on Netflix next week about Johnny Manziel, and it talks about the fact that Johnny Manziel was suicidal, that he mapped out how he was going to kill himself, but he snapped out of it, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Johnny Manziel, a legend for Texas A&M football, former Heisman Trophy winner. You know we got some NFL football last night. It's back, baby. Yeah, we did. Hall man. of Fame game. Who cares who won? It was Browns against the Jets. Who cares? Everyone's talking about one play in particular involving Zach Wilson. Guess how much an autographed basketball of Victor Wembanyama is going for? Wemby, the alien himself. We're gonna get into this man. because Jeff Garcia from Lockdown Spurs and Cans Five has an article about this on kens5.com. I think that's that's out of his price range, man. For money bags? For money bags. You know what? Is it too much? Is it too little? We'll get into that in a little bit. The Rangers got a little bit of breathing room in the AL West last night. You know, it's a tight race so far, but the uh, Rangers right now, a two-game lead on the uh, loss column over the Houston Astros. And in pop culture, we're going to revisit a classic baseball movie, one of my favorites I watched again last night, Major League. I have polls out on Twitter at Taste asking the question, who are the best characters? What are the greatest lines of that movie? Again, we do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. And again, I am stuffed right now. Notice how my T is far off the camera right there. It's off, no. the, it's off the screen. Because I cannot put any more in me.
1: I thought you were trying to keep it off the screen. Because you didn't want to upset Rudy J with the Bill Miller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent a message to Rudy J about that. It's funny. He calls Bill Miller's tea diabetes in a cup.
1: <laughs> it's Man, he doesn't know, dude. Like, the Bill Miller's tea is like a perfect blend of tea, right? It's not too sweet. Mm-hmm. You can drink it. But, man, you want diabetes in a cup. You drink some Bush's sweet tea. Oh, oh man. Oh, my
0: goodness. You're right, right, dude. Bush's sweet tea. You need, you need to do half and half
1: on that. The the straw stands straight up in the cup by itself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so, dude, last night was trippy, man. I mentioned yesterday on the show that I had um, sleep paralysis for the first time in a couple of years. Yeah. And I used to have it all the time. Like, once a week, I'd get it. And two days ago, I got it repeatedly as I was trying to go to sleep. Oh, man. And it, it made my night miserable. Last night, I'm going back to sleep and it comes on again, I wake up after a while, I go back to sleep, it comes back on. And sleep paralysis, for those of you who don't know, is basically when your mind and your body don't shut off at the same time. Your mind is racing and you're physically paralyzed for a time being, and it's scary because you can't move your arms, you can't move your legs very much, uh, but you're, you're awake enough to know that you can't do that. It is creepy, it's estimated that between 25 and 50% of people will Jeez. have that at one point in their lives, But there's a percentage, a small percentage that get it a lot. And I used to get it a lot. And it had been like two or three years. Last night was the trippiest because I finally woke up, and I woke up my wife. And my wife is a – you wake her up from sleep and she's pissed off, right? She does not want you to wake her up. But I had to. I had to say, babe, I'm suffering from sleep paralysis right now. I'm going to try to go back to sleep. But this is trippy. And I'm looking around and I'm said, I said, I looked at her and I said, babe, I'm awake, right? We're like legitimately having this conversation. I am not dreaming this. And she goes, no, you're awake. And I said, why is everything that I'm seeing right now not in this dimension yeah. or in this reality? Yeah. Do you ever see those movies where like the world starts to disintegrate and gets all wavy? Yeah. And, and it's just like you can like touch through like it. Like water. Like water, yeah, dude. I was looking at, at at my lamp that's off to the side. I was looking at the dresser, the mirror, uh, all of that, and it was in waves. It's it probably was just creepy. you uh,
1: hallucinating, man.
0: Well, she says I was awake, but I was still in that stage where yeah. I was hallucinating. So anyway, I couldn't go back to sleep because that freaked me the living crap out. So I grabbed uh, my cell phone and I decided to read up on sleep paralysis. Yeah, and they were saying that sleep paralysis typically happens when you lay on your back. That that's kind of of the time it happens that way, right? So when I was reading about it, it said that if you want to avoid sleep paralysis, either sleep on your side, sleep on your stomach, and I can't sleep on my stomach. I'm not a five-year-old boy. Sleep on your side. Yes, I'm calling people out, dude. If you sleep on your stomach and you're a grown-ass man, grow up. Grow up, here, Pan, okay? So it was saying that one of the things that you can do is take a pillow and put it underneath your chin so that you can breathe better. And apparently, according to some researchers, that hasn't been proven, but man, it got me to sleep real fast and it didn't happen again. Put it underneath your chin and it helps your breathing because when you are on your back and your chin is touching your chest, you might be suffering from some sort of breathing issues, whether it be sleep apnea or something like that. So basically they're saying, open the passageway. You'll sleep faster and you won't have sleep paralysis. Dude, second I put that thing underneath my chin, Boom. Out. I was out. Alonzo reaches out and says, only psychos sleep on their stomachs. Agreed. Agreed. Sean reaches out and says, Jimenez was in the Matrix. That's exactly what I was. It was the craziest thing, man. I was hallucinating. I was hallucinating without the hallucinogenics. There was no LSD in my body. That's trippy. You know, there was no mushrooms. I was just hallucinating. I was looking at my wife, and it was like reading into the Matrix. Everything around me, I'm talking to her, having a conversation with her. Babe, I'm awake, right? Yes, you are awake. I'm touching her hip. I'm touching her. I'm like, okay, I see that she's there. She's talking to me. Yeah. Yes, you are awake. And I'm looking around, and it's like Neo looking into the Matrix. <laughs> All I see is just figures just moving in, in like, water like water-like figures, like what you used to waves in, in waves. Yeah. And it's just funky, like Paisley. It's just so bizarre. It was the first time I ever had that. Now, I had sleep paralysis about five or six years ago, where I swear to God, I was flying through the air. I had the sensation that I was flying. Yeah. (laughs) Grow up, Peter Pan. But we have a lot to get into today. Joe Garcia, thank you for allowing me on the therapy couch. Uh, Tim Gonzalez reaching out to us on YouTube saying, Lupitas has some good enchilada plates. They've got everything good. And if John Dyer from Spurs and Salsa is listening, my man. One of the best cheeseburgers you'll ever get is from Lupita's
1: Mexican restaurant, Mexican restaurants and cheeseburgers go hand in hand. They hit
0: hard, man. It's, it's it's the, it's the fatty meat that they burn a little bit. It's like they get it kind of crispy Put that
1: little grease on the bun.
0: Exactly. Oh, that's the, and then you add a little bit of butter to the, to the bun as well. A little bit of month that guy. It is a little bit of everything. Yeah, man. And, uh, Good, good, and Lord. usually
1: those fries are on, on point, dude, because they make them <laughs> homemade or something.
0: And it's a Mexican restaurant, yeah. all the taquerias that serve cheeseburgers serve good burgers, man. And I point this out from time to time on Twitter. By the way, I'm at MJ Acquired Taste. I point that on Twitter, and people think it's the stupidest thing. It's good, but man. the ones that have had it reach out and go, Dude, there's just something about it. But you don't want to go to a Lupita's or the corner. Pacaria, jalisco de whatever, you don't want to go there and say, Yeah, I'm gonna get a cheeseburger. But if you do, it's brilliant.
1: You won't be sorry, man. It's a
0: brilliant move.
1: And then you wash it down, like I say, man, with the Coca Mexicana.
0: <laughs> exactly. Get the get the Mexican Coke in you. Yeah. Uh Chris Gonzalez says uh Mexican restaurants use real meat, that's why. <laughs> Best carne guisada at Lupitas. Now, keep in mind, Lupitas is on Culebra Road. It's between Loop 410 and Callahan Road. It's kind of close to Callahan Road. It's kind of like where Holmes and Memorial High School kind of meet, right? Yeah. Where, where the, uh, the boundaries meet. That was kind of a neighborhood restaurant for me growing up. And I know there's a couple others here in town, on the west side specifically. But there's just something about it that just says home. Okay, is it the greatest food? I mean, it's good, but it, it tastes like home. It tastes like home. It's the
1: atmosphere, man.
0: Dude, last night I was watching uh, season two of This Fool on Hulu. <laughs> episode six, I'm not going to give you like... Spoilers. Spoiler? Spoiler yeah. on it all. But you know that Chris Estrada is the lead of that, right? Yeah. And that guy Quinones is the uh, second lead of the show. They did an entire episode where those guys were all out. And it just focused on the characters that play the grandma and the great-grandma. It was probably, out of the 16 episodes that I've seen, 10 from the first season, 6 from this one, it was probably like my second or third favorite one of all time. <laughs> and it didn't even have any of the guys, the normal guys from the show. I am in love with that show, dude. That show is so, freaking, cool. so freaking funny. And you haven't seen any of that one yet, have you? No, I haven't. Speaking
1: of this fool, man, I got to give a quick shout-out to my boy over here, man. Because we were talking yesterday, right? So you were saying, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about, you know, um, the, what is it? The the Poodle Meter. Yes. Right? There's a shout out there to my boys, Fernandez. If you want the real Poodle Meter when you're at the, the Frost Center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be able to tell who's Poodle by the stack of the cups, man.
0: That's exactly it. So, again, Frost Bank is going to be the new uh, name of the arena. It's called the Frost Bank Center, right? So the AT&T Center will be no more. Beginning this season for the Spurs, it's going to be the Frost Bank Center. The freezer, if you will. But they're going to have that area, Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's Five was reporting, that they're they're going to have an area that's going to be called the Boodle Meter. And it's going to be based on how loud the crowd gets. Yeah. And Spernandez, Marine from San Diego, from San <laughs> Antonio, but he's stationed in San Diego right now. He goes to all the Spurs games on the West yeah. Coast. And he will go out there and grab all the cups and that's so funny that they, they took photos of him, you know, with 30 cups and, you know, lined up like he's at Fiesta.
1: 52 cups
0: at Spurs
1: <laughs> Summer League. New record.
0: That is so funny.
1: That's poodle right there, man. Because you see that, that all the time at Fiesta, at Nayosa? Yeah, All the Mexicanos, the Raza, they're, they're stacking the cups.
0: And, and you know, when you go to somebody's house and you ask for a glass of water, you know, they'll give you a Fiesta cup. They'll give you a Spurs cup. Yeah. I The one that my wife likes the most is the plastic cup that I saved from the Moody Center when the Spurs played over there in Austin. Yeah. It's actually a very good cup. I was thinking to myself, why isn't it this good at the AT&T Center? Sorry. Frost Bank Center.
1: Oh, that's It's good. The
0: frost. They're at the Frost. Frost yourself. You need to wear a
1: T-shirt when you go to the game. It says that. Go Frost yourself.
0: You know what? Bear County Social Apparel. You got to do that. Yeah. You got to do that. So if you're listening... Go frost yourself. It's, it's, it's because it's called the Frostbank Center. But on top of that is because the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Matthew McConaughey, who's from Uvalde. All right, all right, all right. From Dazed and Confused back in the day, has that line in the movie, go frost yourself. There's got to be a Spurs shirt that says that. Yeah, you know what? You know who needs
1: to wear that shirt when they go to a game? Jeff Garcia. I want to see him get boodle for a game. I don't want to see him wear the nice clothes. No, he won't. And the blazer. He won't.
0: He won't. He won't. He's blazer and t-shirt guy, no, dude. man.
1: Wearing the $800 shirt.
0: No, it's the jeans, man. No. I don't want to know how much those jeans are. Money bags. spell. Speaking of money bags, uh, don't forget to subscribe to Locked on Spurs. Follow Jeff Garcia on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. He's also on threads at Jeff G. Ken's 5SA. You can subscribe to the Locked on Spurs podcast. Right now, it's only three days a week. It's typically daily during the Spurs basketball season, but because the season hasn't started yet, it's been narrowed down to three days. But again, you can subscribe on YouTube and watch what he does. If you want to watch Moneybags do what he does, you can do it on the YouTube channel, or you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. I subscribe on Spotify. and Joe, you're going to be the next featured guest featured guest.
1: Yeah me and Jeff recorded full disclosure this uh, this morning. Okay, before the show, you know, so it yeah. should be airing on Monday.
0: Very nice, very yeah. nice. Again, subscribe to Jeff Garcia and Locked on Spurs. I mean, he does so much and and Moneybags is going to be moving back to San Antonio. So that's going to be pretty interesting. We'll have him here. We're going to have him at our fantasy drafts. We're going to have him out and about watching Spurs games. I know he does the whole thing where he goes to the locker room and talks to Pop and talks to the yeah. players. But on the road games, he's going to be here, baby. Yeah. We're going to take him to Twin Peaks. We're going to have to take him to. I
1: don't know if he's ready for Toy Peaks here on Mar- near the Marbach area on uh, Bourbon and Brews night on Friday. During oh, okay. happy hour.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. That's right. They have some on 151 as yeah. well. There's that bombshells. Oh, yeah. Place. There's
1: bombs- and there's Hooters. We could do the trifecta.
0: <laughs> First quarter, second quarter, third quarter. <laughs> Ojos Locos, here we come for overtime. Bro. For fourth and OT. <laughs> the after party. <laughs> now, Jeff Garcia on CANS 5 has an article today talking about the fact that Victor Weminyama merchandise is flying off the shelves and people are looking for certain types of souvenirs. The, the basketball card, some places are getting up to $8,000 for the basketball card. He did a Locked on Spurs segment where he had a father and son opening a box of basketball cards and one of those Wemby uh, cards was in there. So there was an auction the other day that Jeff is reporting on about a, an autographed basketball of Victor Wembanyama. How much do you think it went for?
1: Oh man, uh, an autograph basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to say, like, probably a mil.
0: <laughs> no, dude, come on. He's gonna, man. he's gonna sign millions of autographs over his lifetime. No, I
1: don't know. That's the thing. If you're like real stingy about
0: it, like Tim Duncan, yeah, the autograph can command a lot of money. It can. And I'm looking at the price right now, I think it's a bargain. Nine hundred and six dollars.
1: Wow, dude! I thought it would have been a lot
0: higher for an autographed basketball. I mean, think about it this way: if we were at that Comic Con, that Celebrity Con that was over at the Freeman Coliseum, it would have cost us hundreds of dollars to take a photo with Ben Affleck, right? It would have ta- cost us hundreds of dollars to take photos with, you know, Andrew Garfield or whatever. Who, who whatever the actor yeah. that was. Are you just
1: running to Brie Larson like I did in the back lot?
0: Yeah, she drives you to your car, baby. You got no <laughs> photo evidence of it. But I didn't want to take a picture. I thought it would be creepy, man. No, dude. Where else? I mean, what else are you gonna get that, dude? What else?
1: I just—I was already just thankful that she was taking me to my car.
0: Was it creepy when I asked Pay Spironik for a photo? Don't answer. Maybe it was. <laughs> Maybe it was because no one else did. Uh, probably no one else uh, recognized her. She was wearing clothes. True that. But nine hundred dollars for a Wemby autographed basketball. I can see it. I mean, maybe that's reasonably priced. I think it's a little light. I think that you could actually get a thousand to fifteen hundred for that. Probably no more than that. Nine hundred bucks. I'm not saying that I'd shell out nine hundred bucks for it, but of all the Spurs fans, I mean, you don't think that there aren't business leaders in San Antonio who would not have paid a thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars for that ball?
1: Now, this is where you get Cochino. Was it just one ball? Was it a pair?
0: Nice. (laughs) (laughs) It was like Manu Ginobili only one ball. Only one because he gave the left one to the Spurs. (laughs) That's so brutal, dude. (laughs) It's true, though. That is so brutal. He lost a testicle playing for the Spurs. He got knee in the nuts. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Chris reaching down saying if Wemby wins rookie of the year, the ball will be worth about $1,700 next year. That's right, baby. It's an investment. But then again, if he is the B word, a bust, it's only worth what, twenty bucks at that it's point. It's <laughs> worth it's
1: worth whatever a collector wants to pay
0: for it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, other stories that we wanted to get into today involved a very emotional one. Like I'm now fascinated by this new documentary coming out on Netflix, Johnny Manziel. We made fun of Johnny Manziel last yeah. week. We, I refer to Johnny Manziel as the biggest bust since Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Manziel, there were some people out there, the Skip Baylesses of the world, who thought that this guy was going to take over the NFL. But when we saw that documentary on Netflix a couple of weeks ago, Quarterback, and it followed Kirk Cousins, it followed Patrick Mahomes and Marcus Mariota, you saw how difficult it is to become a successful quarterback in the NFL, how dedicated you need to be, how much study time, how much preparedness you need to have, how much discipline you need to have, not just on the field, but off the field is just as important. And that's why Mahomes is so good. And that's why Kirk Cousins has been making $40 million a year forever and ever is because they study. And I know that there's those exams over the years, like the wonder lick uh, that people make fun of. And there's certain quarterbacks out there. Kyler Murray's of the world who are like, um, oh, I mean, it's just, it's just a test. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't say anything. Now I believe it. Now I don't want a quarterback who's dumb as rocks, who says, well, I'm just going to go sling it on Sunday because the defenses are so sophisticated. The planning is so sophisticated against you. You need to read things before they happen, and that takes brains, not an arm. Jamarcus Russell had an arm. Ryan Leaf had an arm. They have cannons. But they didn't have what was between the ears that was needed to become a good quarterback in the NFL. And Johnny Manziel has a new documentary coming out about him on Netflix where he talks about the fact that he struggled with mental health so badly that he thought about committing suicide and not only thought about it, had actually planned it out. There's an article about this on TMZsports.com this morning. And he says that he had a gun and that he was going on a bender. And what he wanted to do, according to this article, was spend every dime he had, go out in a blaze of glory, and just kill himself. Damn. And he, he called it going rock bottom. And he says, quote, I think I was just running from problems. It was probably a $5 million bender, direct self-sabotage, trying to burn this thing down. Talked about how he burned so many bridges with people who loved him and people who helped him find success. And he felt like the ride was over. Again, the documentary is called Untold. And it's going to come out next week on, on Netflix. And he says that he's in a better place. Now, Johnny Manziel, not only a star from Texas A&M and Heisman Trophy winner, but beyond that, he's from the San Antonio area, kerrville Tyvee High School. And he probably still lives in the area, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And he's talking about the fact also that he's opening up a bar just outside of Texas A&M later this year, just in time for the SEC conference schedule.
1: Man, the Drew Show had had a comment here, man. It had me kind of low-key laughing. He said, Johnny Manziel, isn't he a recovering alcoholic and he's going to open a a bar?
0: You know, that's interesting. Um, Just because you're an alcoholic doesn't mean that you have to be away from alcohol. I mean, it would probably be a better thing if you were away from it. But I know a lot of people who have become alcoholics who, who can go to Las Vegas. I mean, I've gone to Vegas with friends of mine who have gone to AA and have stopped drinking and it's been years and they'll see me party it up in Vegas and they don't do anything because they have the discipline to not have it anymore. And I think for some people, if they want to be off of it. They're off of it. That doesn't mean that he's going to open up a restaurant over there that doesn't op- offer alcohol or beer. I mean, why, man, yeah. if you're opening up a business, you're opening up a business to have people spend money there, not follow what you're trying to do. That's the thing. But Johnny Manziel, is kind of proof that you need to have it between the ears to be successful in the NFL. You have to have
1: that mental fortitude, man.
0: and, And you see, and that's where we go back to like a Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. I see this all the time. He's a good quarterback. He's not a great one. Do you know what makes him a good quarterback? Is that between the ears, he's A+. Between the ears, he realizes how lucky he is. He realizes that he needs to work his ass off. He realizes that he has to practice harder than most people. He realizes also that he doesn't have the talent that Mahomes does. So if he's going to get success in the NFL, Dak at least realizes he needs to be a leader and he needs to do all that he can and maximize his abilities to even have a chance at success.
1: Yeah, you say he's a good quarterback. So his Wonderlick test from the 2016 NFL Combine was his combined average was 25 out of 50 so wow. about 50 percent
0: well it's better than the six i mean and, and here's the thing that doesn't mean that you're going to get the wonderlick uh test and score a, a a perfect grade and suddenly become an nfl star what i'm saying is that you need to at least have a decent score out there because for those who say that they got a six and even worse come out and say well, I got a six because I didn't take it seriously. Well, isn't this an effing job interview? Why don't you take it seriously? Yeah, man. You dumb schmuck. You know who got a six?
1: Vince Young. Yeah. And you know what, man? I When I was listening to local the local sports talk radio here in San Antonio, and that came out, and I was driving home from work, and I don't know who I was listening to. It might have been Taylor, you know? And they played a bit when they were talking about Vince Young dude and it had me laughing so hard i had to pull over so they did a, a little air, a sound drop right when they were talking about his wonderlick score of 6 and they go oh,
0: fire hot hot water burn baby <laughs> <laughs> you know i i think i should take the wonderlick if i can get an Very example sure, one see, see what i would get now ryan fitzpatrick had a 48 long career one of the greatest beards of all time in the nfl Blaine Gabbert, who's been a a backup for like a decade, still collecting those checks, 42. Alex Smith, a 40. Eli Manning, a 39. Other players uh, of note, Colin Kaepernick, Matthew Stafford, both of them made the Super Bowl. Stafford won his, 38. Tony Romo and Andrew Luck, a 37. Tony Romo's a smart guy, dude. He's a very smart smart quarterback. A 35 included Aaron Rodgers, Sam Bradford, Matt Leinart, Tom Brady, at 33. Ooh, but Johnny Manziel scored pretty decent. 32. That's pretty good, dude. That's higher than Philip Rivers at 30. That's higher than Super Bowl champion Nick Foles at 29. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Mark Sanchez, 28. Even Jameis Winston got a 27. Jay Cutler, Carson Palmer got a 26. The lowest ones of all time, (laughs) Vince Young. (laughs) Vince <laughs> Young at a seven, Dan Marino, Donovan McNabb, Jim Kelly, and Terry Bradshaw. I thought Terry Bradshaw was dumb as rocks after the NFL, but he was apparently dumb as rocks before the NFL as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I have the this thing pulled up right now from, uh, I think it's profootballnetwork.com. Yeah. Lois Wonderlick scores of all time. They had Vince Young at six. They had running back Frank Gore at six. <laughs> Ed Prather
0: at five. Morris Calborn at four. I'm like, damn. Okay, first of all, if you are a wrecking ball of a running back and you're Frank Gore, now Frank Gore, correct me if I'm wrong, he went to Miami. Yeah, right? I think so, man. So if you are that guy, I want you to be dumb enough to run through the line. Okay? Uh, but if you are VY Vince Young, no thank you, man. I, I, I don't think that uh, I want to have you if you're scoring a six or a seven. The guy did make a few Pro Bowls. Right? Yeah. Wasn't he rookie of the year at some point?
1: You got to talk to him like you talk like that Marvel character, the Hulk, before he gets smart when he's dumb. <laughs> you just go out there and just go smash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, think about this. Think about this. Johnny Manziel, not only was he a train wreck because he was somebody who liked to party so much. And again, if you are just following along right now, Johnny Manziel has a new documentary coming out on YouTube. I'm sorry, on YouTube, on Netflix called Untold the Johnny football story. And it talks about the fact that he was thinking about committing suicide and had already planned it all out. He was how he was going to do it. He was going to spend all his money and then just off himself. But he decided against it. And now there's a documentary about it. But think about how he was a wreck emotionally coming out of college because the guy didn't take anything seriously. You know, one of my favorite things about Johnny Manziel, which is not even a funny thing about him, There was a – remember John Gruden on ESPN would have that special where he would talk about quarterbacks? Yeah. Right? I don't know if we can call up this play, if we can even find it, or even if we're allowed to. But one of the most famous plays that Johnny Mantel has was against Alabama where he's running around for his life and extending the play, extending the play, extending the play and he tosses it downfield for a bomb that I think Mike Evans caught for a touchdown. And it's the iconic play where he's running because they're beating Bama and he's doing that money that money signal with his hands his fingers. Okay, oh I think I got it right here. Okay, so let's take a look at this play real fast. All right, let me go ahead and get it up here. Because this is an interesting play because you take a look at the fact that he just runs around like crazy. There you go. I'm going to play it. He just runs around like crazy until he finds an open guy. And the thing about it is, is if you're watching this play, he runs around, runs around, runs around, runs around, runs around, runs around going backwards, 10, 15 yards. However long it was. And he heaves it in the end zone, right? Yeah. This was him running for his life did he complete it for a touchdown no he was
1: just he 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 made the first down this
0: against Bama yeah
1: and this one's against let's see Alabama 2012.
0: well the point about all this though is that John Gruden was pointing out that in those plays he had receivers that were wide open that he was running around like crazy for no reason whatsoever that he could have gotten a 15, 20-yard reception to wide-open receivers. And he ran around like crazy, and it became this big old highlight, and it propelled him to the Heisman Trophy, but it was actually a stupid play. And that's why when he got drafted into the NFL, people were like, this guy any good or not he was polarizing half the people thought that he was going to take over the nfl the skip bayless of the world and the other half saw him for what he was a flawed quarterback who yep. happened to have a great wide receiver in mike evans back there
1: it was a fraud man you know even jerry jones you know how jerry likes him uh, you know to pick some he likes to pick some some let's say players that are high profile right yeah when it came time for the cowboys to go ahead and either decide pick him he took a pass That shows you something, man, that Jerry, even Jerry, even Jerry, even Jerry passed. And
0: I I think they had a muzzle Jerry Jones on that one. That was the one when Stephen Jones kind of took over a little bit. He said, no, but let's, let's talk about how the fact how Johnny Manziel didn't have, because the Cleveland, the Browns organization is straight up trash. And they've been losers for so long. He didn't have a mentor. Maybe, just maybe, what we're seeing right now with the New York Jets is a good thing for Zach Wilson. Because Zach Wilson, yesterday, there was NFL football to be had. He had the Browns against the Jets. Hall of Fame game. Doesn't matter who won. I think the Browns won. But everyone's talking about this bomb that Zach Wilson threw for 57 yards down the left sidelines. 57 yards. And afterwards, he joked, he goes, Oh, yeah, all due credit to to Aaron Rodgers. It was also Zach Wilson's 24th birthday. He was the second overall pick a few years ago out of BYU. This is a guy that people thought was going to be a savior for the New York Jets. But you know what? Didn't happen that way. He failed out of the gates. They end up throwing the farm to go get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, has taken a $35 million pay cut over two years is now the head quarterback over there, starting quarterback. And when that all happened, everyone was talking trash about Zach Wilson saying that his career is over. I did not believe that. I believe that that was actually the beginning of Zach Wilson's career. He's just 24 years old. And for him to have Aaron Rodgers as a mentor, because Aaron Rodgers did not want to mentor Jordan Love, because Rodgers thought he had several years ahead of him. But he knows going into this season – that he's got 2 years on this deal and he knows that he's going to retire after those 2 years. So he can actually be more comfortable being that mentor. And think about all of the greats that are that are going on right now. We've got um you know, we have Patrick Mahomes who was mentored by Alex Smith. You know, you have Aaron Rodgers who was who who got to learn behind Brett Favre. May not have been mentored by him, but at least got to learn from him and be in the same quarterback room yeah he
1: was sitting there on the sidelines for several seasons watching the the greatness that was Brett Favre
0: Jalen Hurts didn't get onto the field right away no there's something to be said about having a quarterback marinate for a year or two and just learn how to be a professional learn how to lead a team and learn from a veteran Tom Brady learned from Drew Bledsoe may not have been for long but he did for a while
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, when the Cowboys got him, he was already
0: near the end of his career. That's true. That is very true. I feel for for Zach Wilson at this point, you know, because he got emasculated. He became a joke because of the whole thing about how he liked older women, which more power to him. He liked the Cougars. You know, he was 24 years old, allegedly hooking up with his mom's friends. Damn. And that became a thing. That's what he got known for. And then he failed on the field. He failed on the field because he was not ready.
1: That's beyond Cougar. That's Puma.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But we see what happened to Johnny Manziel and how he flamed out. Zach Wilson gets the luxury of learning from a future Hall of Famer, who in some people would consider a Mount Rushmore type of quarterback. He gets to learn from him. Mario reaching out and saying Johnny's mentors were Jack Daniels and Coke. That's about right. That's about right. Jonathan C. reminds us that the Cowboys passed on Manziel and drafted some kid named Zach Martin. Zach Martin, who's going to be a future Hall of Famer, who's uh, still holding out there at Cowboys camp, getting fined $50,000 a day because he has not reported to camp. At least last I saw, he wasn't at camp.
1: And that's what people make in most most people make in a year, dude.
0: That's crazy. Well, you know who else is a baller? Cynthia J. Sanchez. She is a baller herself. We're going to have her number on the screen right there. J-PAR Real Estate, Cynthia J. Sanchez, 210-273-0748. 210-273-0748. If you're buying a home, selling a home, you're looking for an investment property, you're looking for an Airbnb, and you want to be able to make money off of this, reach out to Cynthia J. Sanchez, 210-273-0748. She doesn't just talk the talk, she walks the walk because she's had investment properties. She currently has an Airbnb. She knows what goes down with that and how you can make money from it. 210-273-0748. Been in business for 16 years, works well with the military, uh, with those who work at USAA, those who are in the faith-based community. She's a very, very good person. She loves working with people and she gets rated five stars across the board. Just look her up on Realtor.com. Look up Cynthia J. Sanchez's reviews. The last two that we saw, five stars across the board saying that she was a fantastic person to work with, that she didn't pressure people, that she did the right thing and the best thing for her clients. Again, Cynthia J. Sanchez from JPAR Real Estate, 210-273-0748. We're going until about 1.15, so about another 35 minutes or so. And if you're listening to us in the future, how you doing? Thank you for being part of the show.
1: Or if you're listening to us from the
0: Matrix, <laughs> it was creepy, dude. It was creepy. I mean, it looked like you know, like like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit or something like that, where you're going from the the real life to yeah. the toy life. Dude, that was my world, man. I, I was hallucinating. That's trippy, dude. Someone says, uh, Jonathan C. He meant Segway is a thing of beauty. Take notes, kids. <laughs> it is a thing of beauty, dude. It is a thing of beauty. It's a, this is an unscripted show. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the point. It's gotten to the point where you and I get together ten minutes before the show, and we go like, "Hey, let's talk about this." And All right, cool.
1: My favorite thing is you coming in here like I got nothing, and then ten minutes nothing. later. We have all these talk- topics to talk about.
0: <laughs> well, because I consume it. I consume yeah. it so much. you Because know? we
1: just sit down and we're just basically shooting the shit. And we're like, hey, look, all this stuff's on Twitter. Or this is, you know, I saw this article. I saw that. And we
0: bring the show together. That's right. Texas Rangers won last night. Now have a game and a half lead over the Houston Astros. And that's a big deal because now we're paying attention to the Major League Baseball races. Now I am emotionally vested in here i'm cheering for the texas rangers here rangers going out there and have now won three games in a row getting it together because they had lost six of eight and now they're finally getting it together all over again meantime the angels are lurking behind rangers right now 63 and 46 record have a two-game lead over the astros in the loss column because the astros are a game and a half back at 62 and 48 the astros last night Lost to the Yankees 4-3. They're at Yankee Stadium tonight with a first pitch at 6 5 The Rangers, on the other hand, are taking care of the bottom dwellers, beating the White Sox like crazy. They actually swept the White Sox. one last night 5-3. Played the Marlins. Opened up a series against the Marlins tonight. Max Scherzer got his first win in his debut for the Rangers last night. That's a big thing. The Rangers got Scherzer. Astros got Verlander. Can you just picture that? In yeah. the playoffs sometime in late September, you have a a, a matchup there to, to go for the ALCS, Scherzer against Verlander. That would, that would be, be epic. Yeah, That would be epic.
1: What a great storyline to spin, especially if you're somebody who works in the media. It is. You know?
0: And it's because it's a Texas thing as well. I was noticing the standings right now. The Yankees are in last place in the AL East. Last place, right? Yeah. Five teams in that division. they got the Orioles, the Rays, the Blue Jays, Red Sox, and the Yankees. Yeah. Did you know that the Yankees, if they were in the AL Central, would be in first place? That's how shitty it is. <laughs> <laughs> they're two games better than the Minnesota Twins. The Twins Wow. The Twins are the only team in the AL Central right now that's above 500, and they're barely above 500. The Jeez, two games over. Man, that's like over here with the Cowboys, man, every year. <laughs> Meantime, Oakland's there at 30 and 80. Wow. Dude, that is brutal. And when you think of the Oakland A's at 30 and 80, doesn't that bring to mind the movie Major League? Yeah. Because the whole point of that movie is that that Rachel Phelps, the owner of the Cleveland Indians in that movie, wanted to move out. But in order to break the lease legally, she needed to have attendance drop to below 10,000 per game. And isn't that what the Oakland A's did? Going to Vegas? Yeah. They sucked on purpose. And for over two decades, I mean, watch the movie Moneyball, for over two decades, purposely fielded the lowest payrolled team in all of Major League Baseball. Sometimes they won, but more often than not, they lost. And they get rewarded with a brand-new stadium in Las Vegas. The owners get rewarded by having a team that is going to be valued at so much more than what it is today oh billions yeah and oakland i mean think about being a sports fan in oakland you lose the golden state warriors because they went across the street you lose the a's you lose the raiders man that one hurt i know man isn't that crazy i mean, they got nothing the city of oakland just got wiped off the face of the map when it comes to sports.
1: It's kind of like here what happened with San, with San Antonio and the at and Center. You know, they have like aging stadiums and arenas and mm-hmm. whatnot. And they're not really revitalizing them or really doing anything. Well,
0: it's because you know? they're not putting any money into exactly. it. Exactly. The, oh, there's a, 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 a thing that goes on between the team and the city and or county where they have to come together and yeah. say that they're going to work together to make things good. Right. And. If the city's going to come out there and say that they want to do something but the team doesn't want to live up to their end of the bargain, then the city's going to look back and go, well, why are we putting tax dollars towards this? That's why I'm okay with building a new stand for the Spurs because if the Spurs are saying, look, we want to do all this, that, and the other in order for us to revitalize this part of downtown and have a corridor towards Southtown and another corridor towards the Riverwalk, that makes sense to me because... That benefits a lot of people. What doesn't make sense to me is let's keep the Spurs at the AT&T Center on East Houston. Way on the other side of town. Where no one's going to go. Where no one's going to go to stay there. You go for the game and then get the hell out of there.
1: No restaurants, no Mm -hmm. hotels.
0: Nothing. And there never will be. There never will be. So when you see the, the Oakland A's go out there and just completely crap all over the city of oakland and then get rewarded for it it just sucks to see but that's kind of in some respect the the plot line to the movie major league because you have this owner that wants to leave and go to go to to miami right because back then miami didn't have a team yeah but i'm thinking about it is major league the greatest sports movie of all time (laughs) forward thinking forward thinking because I would argue that it is. It's now, a great movie. Now, I'm man. not going to compare it to a Field of Dreams, because Field of Dreams is a father-son story. Yeah, I'm not going to compare it to Bull Durham, because Bull Durham is basically a love story. It is a chick flick in a baseball more like
1: dramas, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you watch Major League now. It still it's <laughs> still super funny. And there's a lot of people who go, oh, well, you know, Caddyshack is that way, too. Caddyshack is a, is a, is an all time great movie, but it's not as funny as it was back then because it's dated. Yeah. The two movies, like the two comedies that I believe that are about 35 years old, that still to this day are as brilliant as they were when they first came out major league and coming to America, uh,
1: coming to America was pretty damn funny. It still is. I didn't care for the, the sequel. The original was the sequel sad.
0: was fine, but it wasn't good. Nah, it was fine. It was, fine. It, it wasn't, dude. No one was gonna, no one was gonna like the sequel, dude. Alonzo reached out to us and says, "The Sandlot is a masterpiece." It is, but and because it's a period piece, based in what the '50s or '60s, yeah, it it doesn't get old. It doesn't get aged because it's supposed to be a period piece. So that's the thing. It's like the it's like the Wonder Years of a baseball movie. But, <laughs> Drew Show says, "No love for the natural." The Natural Sucks ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Robert Redford, Kim ba- uh, Basinger. That movie sucks. Major ass. I brought that up last time, and you're like, I don't like that movie. Okay, so we asked the question on Twitter, who are the best characters of Major League? And I narrowed it down to, like, four different polls. So the first one was asking the question about the young players. You have Ricky, Wild Thing, Vaughn, Ricky Vaughn. You got Willie Mays Hayes played by Wesley Snipes and Pedro Serrano played by Dennis Haysbert, who became famous on 24 and all those all state commercials. 53% chose Ricky Vaughn, Charlie Sheen, who, by the way, in real life was throwing 88 miles per hour out there on the field. Wow. On the diamond. He played baseball growing up, so he knew how to pitch. Uh, You can't fake that. You can't fake that. Pedro Serrano got 31% of the vote. I mean, he's great, dude. All the lines about Joe Boo. You know, when he goes and he grabs the uh the golf club cover the for the driver, and he says, Hots for bots, keep bats warm. <laughs> or, or he says, What is it? What's the other lines he says? Is like bat hits baseball real good. Curveball, bots afraid. <laughs> 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 You don't do this for me now, Jobu. I say, F you. I do it myself. <laughs> Great And he's line. always
1: giving him rum.
0: He's always giving him rum. With <laughs> <laughs> cigars and rum. <laughs> up your butt, Jobu. Yeah. Harris.
1: That's the only damn thing he had in that freaking locker was Jobu and the little shrine. That's <laughs> it. He put nothing in it. <laughs> then, then Willie Mays
0: Hayes, you know, hey, what's up? And, and you know, the best lines about Willie Mays Hayes we're not even from him. It was from other people, like the coach, Lou. He was like, "You may run like Maze, but you hit like shit." Yeah,
1: <laughs> and that's the only thing he could do was run and steal bases, man.
0: Yeah, that's it. He got caught. Uh, we got. He got caught uh, cheating off the base on his first hit. <laughs> the first base when Hayward's like, "Hey, man, kind of hard to steal second base with your with your shoes untied." <laughs> it was great, man. It is great. Uh, but when it comes to oh, to, to Wild Thing, though, Ricky Vaughn going out there with the music of Wild Thing and the crowd going crazy. By the way, it's a Cleveland Indians-themed movie. Yeah. But it was actually filmed in Milwaukee. That's weird, dude. And Bob Euchre is in real life, or was in real life, the Milwaukee Brewers um, play by play, play by guy, play guy. Yeah, yeah.
1: He was also the dad, of Mr. Belvedere, dude. Mr. Belvedere was funny as hell,
0: man. That was a good show, it was a good show. That was a good show. I'm trying to think of the uh intros. If you started the intro to the song, <laughs> I could probably because I get that one and Fraser kind of confused because it's all uppity shit. Yeah, let me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you go. This is a good cool one, Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> My- God, dude. L- lyrics, where the freak are we going, man? It's like this show goes off let, the let, Let's see. So, stakes on the china never mattered before. Who cares? And you came to the door, no one glared, no one spit. That's what it was. I knew it was that song. Let, let, let's play real quick. Oh, you know, intro. God, this about <laughs> all we can play. We can get canceled here, man. YouTube, dude. But that's pretty funny, man. Uh, Charlie reaches out on YouTube says Serrano and his juju with his bats. He also needed to have a live chicken at the end <laughs> of the movie.
1: <laughs> I remember that.
0: That is great, man. That is great. Okay, so the second poll I asked was of the old guys. Who was your favorite character? Now I got one wrong, by the way. I have Manager Lou Brown, Announcer Harry Doyle just a bit outside Tried the corner and miss joe boo which i think is kind of funny as a a character in itself because it's just a voodoo doll yeah and then i have angry fans and i alluded to randy quaid but i thought about it and people pointed this out randy quaid was actually in the sequel but the angry fans in this one were the guys that were like oh no the ball's too high and it goes up goes over the fence for a homer and he goes don't you mean too hard what do you mean too (laughs) high
1: I me see the picture of them dude. Yeah, there they are. What photo are you showing? Oh, I'm just looking at the pictures of them. You can see them. I'm I'm going to go ahead and pull it up right now.
0: The character Lou Brown though, the manager was so good. He was so good. Just talking about like you know, he's working at the tire shop. You know, do you want to be how would you like to coach the uh the Cleveland Indians. Well, I don't know, man. I'll give you a call back. These guys want some white walls over here. <laughs> and then he pisses on Doran's contract. When Doran gets mad that he's being asked to die for balls and do exercises.
1: Okay. You know what? I did notice uh, that in Major League Two, uh, Quade there, he was wearing the sh- the hat and it says, no way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the uh, question that I had about uh, the some of the old guys, Harry Doyle won that one because Bob eucher was so great. So great in that movie as the announcer, the just a bit outside, you know, that's why they don't call you the best color analyst in the business, baby. You know, when he, that guy next to him, who doesn't say anything. Oh yeah. he's just a stiff. So Harry Doyle wins that poll with 44% manager, Lou Brown second with 24% Joe boo 18%. And then I asked the question, well, what about the older players? right? The older players would be like Harris. Eddie Harris, yeah. Which is, which is basically he, he goes uh, Vaseline ball. He, he, he points at his chest. He goes, got some Vagisil. Uh, <laughs> got some Vaseline. Got some Crisco. And then he, and he goes, and if I can't have any of that, i just pour some jalapenos, up, juice up my nose, and I use some snot. Oh, and Charlie man. Sheen, while things like, you throw a snot ball? And then you got Jake Taylor as well. Jake Taylor wins that one with 54%. Uh, Roger Dorn, I'm calling the money bags OG because he was kind of prissy. You know, he liked the finer things in life. Yeah. He would eat a French steak. On a silver plate. On a silver plate. Of all the players, all the characters in that movie, he and Rachel Phelps would have that, right? Haywood, by the way, who probably has only three scenes and was actually a real Major League Baseball player. One of the greatest trash talk lines of all time is when he steps in the box and he looks at Taylor and says, hey, how's, my wa- how's your wife and my kids? <laughs> Man, the one thing
1: that we're forgetting, though, dude, is the one iconic thing for Major League was Willie Mays Hayes' car, dude. That thing was a thing of beauty. Oh, it was like an old-timer car. No, man. It was, it like, was, a, it
0: was like, a, like an old Bentley or something? It was a Roll,
1: it was Rolls. A, it was a Rolls Royce kind of looking car, but it was made out of a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never noticed that. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again tonight. You know, I, I bought the movie this morning on uh, Amazon Prime because I couldn't find it streaming for free anywhere. And I could rent it on Amazon Prime for $3.99 or buy it for $4.99 yeah so like screw it i'll just buy it and just have it as part of my my uh playlist over there what a great movie okay last poll involving major league involves the ladies which of the female characters did you like the best did you like lynn who was played by renee russo did you like suzanne who was Dorn's wife or rachel phelps the owner this one's close Man, I can never say no to Russo, man. Dorn's wife, though. Susan a, Dorn. Yeah. Uh, Lynn and Susan tie at 36%. Rachel Phelps close behind at 28%. Okay, so Spernandez was talking about this, saying that she he voted for Lynn, Renee Russo's character, because Suzanne Dorn was a whore. Because Suzanne Dorn in the movie, spoiler alert, hooks up with Wild Thing, played by Charlie Sheen, as payback because she's watching TV, and there's a sports report about the team, and her husband is with some chick, and it's obvious that he's going to be hooking up with her later on that night, right? He's grabbing onto her and all that stuff. So she decides when they get back in town that she's going to hook up with one of his teammates, right? Right before the game to determine who's going to win the pennant, right? Okay, so you're going to vote for Lynn because Suzanne is, quote-unquote, a whore. Didn't Lynn cheat on her fiancé with Jake Taylor? Yeah. And they're even talking about the wedding when they're having sex. Am I invited to the wedding? Oh, yeah, you're invited. And they're hooking up. So you can't say that Renee Russo's character is an angel. No. Because she cheated on her fiance. Rachel Phelps, though. Low-key smoke show. All three of them were smoke shows. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like,
1: Phelps doesn't do it for
0: me, man. (laughs) Not even when they have the, uh, you know... I mean, so we, The body we, looks good. We, rocking, we, every time we win a game, we peel a section. I mean, think about the greatest lines of that movie. The greatest lines of the movie. Chris brings up one. I love it when they're going for a fly ball and they drop it, and Willie drops dead. <laughs> Remember when he does the basket catch, and, and the manager goes, great catch. I don't ever want to see you effing do that again. <laughs> 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 I mean... Every character had an iconic line in that movie. Jake Taylor's iconic line is what? There's only one thing we got to do. Win the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Great line. Pedro Serrano has great lines. Dude, Harris. My favorite part of Harris was when he's like making fun of, of uh, Serrano for doing the sign of the cross when they think the plane's no. going to crash. And he goes, he's not fooled. And he's, he's, he's reading hustler at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Lou, the manager Lou with uh Phelps walks in and everyone's dodging for the, uh, for the, for the lockers. And he's like, I'm too old to be jumping in the lockers. I'm tired of this nickel and dime bullshit. Yeah.
1: He had a great voice, by the way, too, man. <laughs> that great, like, you know, coach voice. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, just a bit outside is great line out there, um, you know. Roger uh, Roger Dorn, Corbin Burnson's character, who is, I think he was in L.A. Law at the time, but was a big star at the time doing comedy. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he goes up to Wild Thing, and Jake thinks he's gonna attack him. You know, bases are loaded, bottom uh, top of the ninth, bases are loaded, and he goes up, and goes, only got one thing to say to you. He just looks at him. He goes, "Strike this motherfucker out." Yeah. <laughs> and then he walks back. Now, let me ask you this, though: the one punch, because at the end of the movie, yeah, they're all celebrating and they're hugging each other, and Dorn punches Wild Thing in the face. Now, Dorn knows he has to know that Ricky Vaughn had no idea. That he was hooking up with his wife. So I got to ask you this question, Joe: Did Wild Thing deserve the punch to the face?
1: Oh man, you mean he? He did. He had no disclosure. He didn't know that that was his wife.
0: He didn't know. He didn't. Know. And in fact, when when she walks out, when she she's he goes, remember they hooked up, and there's that scene that starts off where she's putting the dress back down, and then he she leans across the bed. And then she goes, he goes, I didn't get your name. She goes, oh, my name is Suzanne, Suzanne Dorn, Mrs. Roger Dorn. And then she walks out and she goes, bye, Jake. And then Jake walks over to the bedroom and sees, you know, Ricky Mon with his hands on his, on his head. Uh, And and he's going, I didn't know who she was. I swear to God, I didn't know who she was. Yeah. So he didn't know. Well, was it cool for Dorn to punch him in the face? Even though it was the wife that cheated on him. And even though Wild Thing did not know. Was oh, it a, man. Because it was a heat in the moment thing. And then they hugged each other afterwards.
1: Oh, yeah. he You know, I think at, at the way that the, the scene was played out is Wild Thing knew he done, he done fucked up.
0: Well, he does know that.
1: You know, and at the end of the day, you know, something's going to be coming back at you. So, I think he deserved, I think he knew he deserved the punch, but in the actuality, he didn't deserve the punch. The reality is he didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve it. it. But you understand Dorn's motivation. I understand the motivation, and Wild Thing probably knew there was going to be some
0: retribution, but he didn't deserve that punch. I want to revisit a couple of things about this real fast, but before we do so, uh, Chris Leha from MCS Concrete Placement has been giving me crap. Saying that I can actually go to an indoor thing indoor that they've got pour. going on. An indoor pour. I'll go to that one, Chris. Man, Let you know, what, know I where? what I want to see?
1: What I want to see is if you get a little bit of that dry concrete, the powder. Yeah. And you do it like that one guy where he
0: sprinkles the salt and everything. <laughs> By the way, that's how Jeff Garcia from Lockdown Spurs and Ken's Five. <laughs> put salt and pepper the sea salt oh, the sea salt on, on his on his you know what we're gonna add that because bear county social apparel bias dude you need to get that old meme and put jeff garcia's face there with the sea salt. okay but oh man mcs general contractor i'm hooking them up man they're, they're gonna be talking with Cynthia j sanchez from J Par real estate because that's hey. all it's about referrals man it's about referrals uh the numbers on the screen there, 210-774-9155. Again, 210-774-9155. You know, if you're looking for any concrete placement services, whether it be a slab for a home or for a business, if it's for a patio, a concrete patio is what we're talking about here. You know, they do swimming pools as well. They work with companies that do pools, but they can do the cement for them. Talking about parking lots, talking about uh sidewalks and all of these types of things that are needed. You know, my sister... Was actually asking about a basketball court in the backyard. How does that get done? Somebody got a port. Somebody's got a port, right? So we got to talk about that. MCS General Contracting, the numbers on the screen there 210 774 9155. You know what? If you want to give us a tip, you can buy us a coffee. And it's called buymeacoffee.com backslash. MJ Acquired Taste, or Acquired Taste, rather. You have the uh, QR code there. And I want to thank everyone who has uh, bought us a beer. beer. Yesterday, Rodney sent us $15 and um, bought us three beers. Wow. And I'm looking at why he did it. He did it because not only does he like the show, but when I joked about how I feel like this is an OnlyFans and I got to show at least one nipple, (laughs) he made reference to that. And I'm trying to find the, the... bro. I legit thought you're gonna pop it out, man. I was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he made mention to it in the note uh that 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 he that he gave that he gave there saying, dude, I thought you were gonna pop out a nipple, man, pop out a titty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did too, man. I was like, dude, if you would have done that, man, the memes that would have
0: been spun out of that. Oh, dude, I know <laughs> <laughs> it, it says here, okay, it says. Okay this is from uh the gentleman who bought us this we we named him earlier it says please god keep the clothes on for the for the children's for the love of god for all that is good in the world please keep your clothes on But I'll tell you what I pop a titty for 10 for 10 beers <laughs>
1: For 10 beers, dude. For 10 beers, That's your cheap date, man. I'm I'm a cheap
0: date. (laughs) You're a whore. (laughs) I'm whoring myself for $5 tips. Don't (laughs) don't make Joe put up a poll. Oh,
1: man, dude. If I did, I would make it out of PVC so that sucker would break.
0: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we are nearing 600 subscribers on YouTube. I saw that, man. And thank you, everybody, because...
1: All of a sudden, man, the subscribers have just been pouring out.
0: Yeah, we're at 575 right now. Uh, We would like to be at 750 by the time we get to the start of the NFL season. And that's really when it's going to happen, man. I mean, that's when sports is going to blow up. This has been fun times talking about the movie Major League and talking about Johnny Manziel and things like that. But really, man, when football season truly rolls around, I mean, Cowboys preseason starts not this weekend, but the following weekend. So think about that that Monday we'll be able to talk about a Cowboys game. Yeah. And that's going to drive a lot of what we do. And then college football with UTSA football, Longhorns, Aggies, buckle up, man. It's going to be exciting. But you got to let people know about this show and spread the word. Tell people to follow us on YouTube. Follow us on on Twitter. Follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on the iHeart app. Share the word. That Spread the word that we're out here doing what we're doing. And the thing is, is that what I've noticed, Joe, is that when I check to see how many people have watched, how many people have listened, it's funny because one day you have a, the majority of people watching on Twitter. Yeah. And then the next day, it's YouTube. And then the next day, it's Spotify. And it's like, you know, people are, are, are consuming us in many different ways. I think what we need to do, we need to do a link tree.
1: Yeah. 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 That's coming. That's coming. Yeah. I already thought about that.
0: Yeah. We need to do a link tree because um, people want to consume us in different ways. They might not have the opportunity to watch us during their lunch break, but maybe on the drive home. Yeah. We become a big part of that. Yeah. We're going
1: to we're working on some things to make our content more easily accessible to the masses.
0: Joe Gonzalez reaches out and says, $50 for Jimenez Areola show. (laughs) Inflation, bro. (laughs) Dude, what's the what's at, what's the money bags one? Now Jeff, Jeff Garcia
1: seasons is me like the salt, <laughs> like the salt bay. <laughs>
0: uh The Drew Show also says Dorn can't punch his wife, therefore he, he had to punch Wild Thing. Yeah, so it, that, so it's man. a by proxy. So you say that when he punched his teammate, he was picturing his wife's face.
1: Probably, man. But you know, Wild Thing knew that there was gonna be retribution. That's all I'm saying. But he didn't deserve the punch.
0: But do you know what? This reminds me a little bit. I have, you know, we all have these friends who are womanizers. Oh, yeah. We all have them, right? And they're so proud of themselves when they step out. They go hook up with another girl. They go dancing. They go whatever. They go meet another girl. They fool around with them, yada, 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 right? We we have those friends. We have lots of them that are like that. Yeah. But the one time their girl steps out, like the end of the world. How dare she? She cut me deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude, you got this road lizard over here, and you hooked up with this chick over here, and you jumped on that grenade over there, and that girl over there, and whatever the case may be. I've never understood that. Like, I can cheat on my girl all I want, but if she cheats on me one time, you know, how dare she? I never understand that much,
1: man. Dude, I just thought of something crazy. You know what we can do now? We got to get Bear County Social Pair on this, man. We got to make a little, like a little design for salt shakers that have Jeff Garcia's face on it, man. <laughs> it has a dollar sign on it so you can season like your it. meat. Season like the Salt Bay. <laughs> season your <laughs> meat
0: like the Salt Bay. Love it. Absolutely love it. Hey, uh, set your calendars for Sunday. This is going to be fun.
1: Oh, yeah, man. We definitely, Tim Gonzalez, that's one that we are talking about. Rookie of the year. He's already seen it.
0: I've seen it, but I'll go back in time because I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. Okay, so I'll go back in time, and it'll be nostalgic, but I will let you know I have seen that movie. going to go back in time for a couple things. Yeah. Uh, We'll set your alarms. Sunday at 11 o'clock, if you subscribe to us on YouTube, you're going to see a notification pop up that a show is starting. That's going to be the Fantasy Gods. And we have three sponsors for that show as of right now. Madpecker Brewery is going to be the title sponsor. We have Mud Drive Through Coffee, and we have Bear County Social Apparel. Thank you so much for sponsoring. You make these shows go, and it's going to be effing fun show.
1: Yeah, man, it's
0: going to be fun.
1: You know, I'm looking forward to the day that I can just go ahead and do the Acquired Taste full time. Mm-hmm. You know, because then good things will happen when I'm able to just devote all my time to this, and when that day does in fact happen. We need to have a big party with the listeners, man. We do. We yeah. do.
0: And, and we partied at 500 subscribers. We'll party again at 1,000. We're going to party big at 1,000. We are going to party big. But the thing is, is that we're going to have a party in about three weeks over at Matt Pecker Brewery. It's going to be on a weekend. We're going to want to have a fantasy football league. Can you beat the gods? Can you beat me? Can you beat Brandon Big Poppy Medina? Can you beat Joe? over here man anybody can beat me i'm not very good okay, okay. can you beat me or brandon okay <laughs> and the thing about it is this you got to be a listener to the show you have to subscribe to that show follow that show rather be part of that show you know on the youtube if you'd like or reach out to his dms or whatever the case may be but beyond all that you have to go into our draft our draft is going to be at mad pecker the brewery draft party we're gonna have a draft party and no you cannot do auto draft If you want to auto-draft, get the hell out of our league. We don't do that crap here. (laughs) You're going to have a bot step in. There's nothing worse than than losing a fantasy league to somebody who didn't go to the draft. If you are not at the draft, you don't deserve to play. And I don't care the excuse because we're giving you three weeks notice.
1: Well, what's going to be the the walk of shame, man? Like I was telling you, we got to do something. We got to think of something. Yeah. And it has to involve the sponsor. Like you got to go and you got to have a sign pointing to mad pecker you know giving them some love getting them some business out there in the corner <laughs>
0: so, twirling the finger twirling up.
1: it and uh, you got to be wearing something embarrassing dude a tutu
0: or something yeah man something
1: embarrassing
0: we'll be part of this man we will we, we'll be part of this people already talking smack saying that they can beat all you suckers you know what it's all trash it's all trash talk brandon and i are fantasy gods for a reason because we run fantasy leagues dude we destroy fantasy leagues and again, the question is, are we going to do a snake draft? Or are we going to do a PPR league, a half PPR league? Or are we going to do an auction league? Maybe we do one of each, but we got to show some love to Madpecker Brewery because they're our title sponsor, and we're going to be over there doing the event at their brewery. Great food over there, the burgers, the pizza. Yeah. We, we, we were out there having dinner the other day. Yeah, with some of the
1: listeners, it was fun hanging out with them.
0: Mario reached out and saying, been playing since I had Priest Holmes and Tiki Barber as my starting running Jeez, backs. <laughs> you know, that's the funny thing about uh, fantasy football that it used to be all about the running backs. You know, the first two rounds were running back, running back, running back, running back. Now, nowadays, it's all about the receivers because most running backs are running back by committee and there's maybe only five or six true running backs that have a first-round grade. You know, Christian McCaffrey does, yeah. You know, there's there certain players that are like that, like a Derrick Henry. You know they're going to get 14, 1,500 yards. They're going to do all that. Maybe a Tony Pollard. But by and large, most teams have two backs. Justin Jefferson, a Cooper Cup. My God, if you're in a PPR league, some of these names stand out. Austin Eckler, who is not a top 10 running back, but he's a top 10 fantasy guy. Puts Always up the numbers though.
1: Puts up those numbers.
0: Puts up the numbers. And, and even if it's these... Lame-ass three-yard receptions. You get lots of points Counts, for them because yeah. it's a PPR league in some cases.
1: You got to c- kill them with with uh, consistency.
0: Yeah. I was telling Johnny Walker when he was uh, uh, over here the other day, I was telling him about the time I was playing in a fantasy league, and this guy was like, ha-ha, I'm finally going to beat oh, you. <laughs> fantasy <laughs> god, my ass. And it was Monday Night Football, and he had Mahomes. And he had barely taken the lead by, like, a fraction of a point And the only way that he's going to quote-unquote lose is if he throws an interception, right? And he's like, Mahomes ain't going to throw the ball. There's only two minutes left to go in the game. And I said, dude, I'm still going to win this game. Victory formation. Patrick Mahomes kneeled the ball three times for negative seven yards, and I won because of it. And it is the greatest victory I've ever had in fantasy football. Greatest victory. Because... I backed into that. Literally, he backed into it for me and then kneeled it. It's beautiful. <laughs> God, I love fantasy football. But everyone have a fantastic week. Again, set your clocks for Sunday, 11 a.m. Thank you to our sponsors over there. Thank you to our sponsors of our show, j Real Estate, Cynthia J. Sanchez, MCS Concrete Placement. And you know what? We didn't give love to Serenity Manor. But we're going to do that right now. You know what? We're going to have to give them double the love on, on Monday. You know what we'll do? We'll give them some love on fantasy gods as well. Yeah, Uh, but Serenity Manor, go out with us on Thursday night of next week. We're going to do karaoke night at Serenity Manor, the social events venue at 14405 Old Bandera Road to make up for it. I'm going to go out there and karaoke. I'm going to karaoke last time. We had about five or six listeners out there. Let's get five or six more listeners out there this upcoming Thursday for karaoke night. Serenity Manor is a social events venue. You know, they do everything there, man. Uh, they were they were telling me the other day that they're gonna have events out there for christmas parties so i know i know we're four months away from christmas hard to believe we're four months away from christmas but you if you have a company that wants to book a hall or someplace different for a christmas party this is your place right here maybe we need to do that some sort of party Choir Taste Christmas Party. I like it.
1: Have the listeners go up and do some karaoke and embarrass the hell out of themselves.
0: Maybe a friends giving or hey, something to that effect.
1: There, there you go. I like that.
0: And uh, over there, they have a bar over there that serves beer, wine, and margaritas. And they're open the nights of concerts as well. So if you go to floors for a concert, they're right across the street. You can go out there, get a beer, get a margarita. And if you are doing any type of event you can think of, whether it be a wedding, a baby shower, a bridal shower, a gender reveal, You can do it over here. This building's over 100 years old. It's very rustic. It looks nice. It's been renovated. And then there's an outdoor venue as well if you want to do something outdoorsy. I know it's freaking hot right now. But let's say that you have an event in October, November, December. You can do it outdoors. When the weather's good. When the weather's nice and crisp. But uh, Serenity Manor, go hang out with us on Thursday.
1: Can we let the listeners pick the song you're going to sing?
0: How about this? They can narrow it down to three, and I'll pick one, and it can't be embarrassing. It's got oh, to be embarrassing. No, no, no. It can be embarrassing, but it's got to be a dude. I'm not going to sing Cindy Lauper. No Taylor I'm not, Swift? I'm not going to sing Taylor Swift, no unless, Th- unless it's, you know, maybe a couple of Taylor Swift songs I'll sing. You know, wildest dreams that I have. <laughs> You're not going to sing
1: no Katy Perry?
0: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce. but i am on the waitlist for taylor swift tickets in new orleans october 2024 i find out tuesday whether i get them or not you're on that wait list so hopefully you do you know go ahead and win the lottery that'd be cool that'd be cool that is joe garcia my name is Mike metis again don't forget to subscribe to jeff garcia from locked on spurs and kens 5 already getting some requests people saying sing with arms wide open freaking creed bro <laughs> with arms wide open wander... no no i don't know that song welcome to this place i'll show you everything then i gotta do the sign of the cross oh man dude. and then i gotta float just like the video
1: you have to come out and have your face off it's gonna of be cocaine yeah, or... yeah it's gonna be nickelback
0: <laughs> you know if it's gonna be nickelback make it rock star oh man nickelback dude
1: that's one of those bands that nobody cares for, man. But you know the you know their songs, dude. Everybody cares for Nickelback. I don't care for Nickelback.
0: No, I'm not saying that I'm a fan of Nickelback. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they were overexposed. There's certain bands that aren't bad; they're just overexposed. And Chad Kroger was one ugly some bitch. Alonso, sing me some Boy George. Lol, dude, I've sung Boy George before.
1: Have yeah, you really? Yeah really do you
0: really want to hurt me (laughs) i i have sung that song before can
1: i I tell you that story oh you know what you can sing wham
0: pick a song yeah there you go okay so uh you know what the show was supposed to end but let's go ahead and go on a tangent here yeah fuck it let's do it all right so we're talking karaoke i was in chicago for my friend's bachelor party and for his wedding and this was probably about 15 years ago and there was these guys that were just heckling me and my friends for whatever reason. And these guys were all dressed in rugby shirts like they were a rugby team. And they kept on being, they were very homophobic out there. Oh, Tossing man. out homophobic slurs and all that towards me and my friends. And I was just like, what the hell? Right? So if they were going to go with that, then I was going to serenade them just to make them feel uncomfortable. And I karaokeed. Do You Really Want to Hurt Me by Boy George and Culture Club. And I just went with it. And I serenaded them at their table. Oh, man. And it was just kind of, and then I flicked one of them off. And I was like, F you, right? Now, as far as like Wham! and whatnot, I'll sing a Wham! song. I mean, Wham! has hits that I like. Uh, I've done probably about... I don't know, 10 or 11 George Michael songs over over the time, but the one that I haven't sang is Everything She Wants by Wham. And I like that song. Oh 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 oh. oh, oh there you go, man. Oh, you oh, sing oh, that. Do do do. You know what? We'll do? la, la, Why don't we do this? La, la, Me and you will
1: think this over oh, through, think it through over the weekend. So come Monday, we'll have some songs, three songs at least that you're comfortable with singing. Okay. And we'll leave it up as a poll to the listeners on Thursday. We'll let them decide.
0: Josh Jimenez reaches out and says, Everyone loves Rockstar by Nickelback. But but he spelled it Nicoleback. Nicoleback. (laughs) (laughs) Should I sing Wild Thing? Only if they have Ricky Vaughn behind me. Jimenez should sing Wild Thing. That'd be funny. Dude, I love karaoke. Yeah. Tim reaching out saying, don't stop believing by Journey. You can't sing sing Steve Perry, dude. That voice is too good. You know, like, it's kind of like women should not do Aretha Franklin or Whitney Houston unless they are, like, the greatest of voices. You know, if you have, like, somebody going out there and singing Whitney Houston and they have, like, an average voice, it just sounds like
1: crap. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm I'm not going to... Now... If Carolina T goes out there, we've already talked about some songs. We talked about, uh, you know, nobody by duets. nobody by Keith Sweat. Uh, we've talked about uh, Candyman's Knockin' Boots. <laughs> Cause oh my- somebody in the background going, Ooh boy, I love you so. Never ever. I'll ever be there taking video, man.
1: <laughs> Maybe sing uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Zephyr.
0: Oh, come fly away, my Zephyr. Uh, um, I, I need you more than ever, and in this perfect weather, we'll find this place together. Yeah, something, like, something that? like that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Zephyr song. The dun dun dun, the I had I had to like get the song in my head, you know, because uh, Chili Peppers is pretty easy to do, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta roll your tongue and give it away, give it away, give it away now. I do that. Soul to squeeze. I can't tell if I'm a, or a papa. What's that? So, soul to squeeze. Nice old time. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite Chili Pepper songs is uh, Apache Rose Peacock off of the uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic album. Yeah, their first album. Yeah. Well, it was their first, like, mainstream album. mainstream album. Uh, I I was a freshman in high school. We were on our way to New Orleans for a high school band trip, and I had a friend who introduced me to that song. And to this day, you know, sitting on a pack of beans. Heading out to New Orleans. You won't believe what I've seen sitting on these pack of beans, the sack of beans. Uh, that's a good song. Um, no, man, I just like doing whatever out there. You know, and, and the night takes you. And my friends and I will do what we call uh, karaoke roulette, where we pick each other's songs. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's not any, anything embarrassing. You know, for example, I yeah, put
1: some good songs. For,
0: for example, if you had put down the Zephyr song, and yeah. I would have been up there and going, Zephyr song? Okay. Yeah, You know, you, you that, that, put it, that, like, that's a good one, right? That's a good karaoke roulette song.
1: Yeah, just put a couple good songs on a little roulette wheel, like on a phone. Okay, we're going to pick what you're going to sing next. You just hit it, and it randomly lands on something.
0: You know, I had a karaoke roulette song where someone did, um, they put Shine by Collective Soul. Okay, that's a good song. And I never would have chosen that song for me. And I went with it, dude. There was one time there's this bar uh, called The Hangar on on Broadway. I know where it's at. So about, golly, my goodness, I was probably in my mid 20s. No, not my mid 20s, probably my late 20s. I went over to The Hangar and. They had a band that was playing nothing but 90s rock, and I was getting really into it, and I was buying the band drinks and shots and what I was having a great time out there. Yeah, And the guy goes, dude, this guy's been buying us drinks all night, man. I'm like, well, I effing love your music. And he goes, I'm going to take a break, but why don't you come up here and sing a song with us? And I'm like, what song am I going to sing? And I go up there, and he goes, you'll know the song. You've been singing along all night. And they started playing Plush by oh, STP. Yeah. And I sang in front of this whole bar, not on a karaoke night. It was a live band night that yeah, they had yeah. over there. I sang Plush by SDP in front of, like, 200 people without missing a beat. Knew every lyric to it. (laughs) That was good times, man. Good times. But uh, (laughs) I need to start singing Sexual Chocolate Covers. Sexual Chocolate. I believe the children are future. This went way off the off the rails. We man. went off
1: the rails, man. This show
0: should have ended eleven minutes ago.
1: It's all good. What man. are we doing?
0: Well, I'm just chilling out here.
1: Yeah, it would have been better if I had popped open a bottle, man. Give us a little three finger pour.
0: <laughs> I got to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> you would have taken a nap? three finger pour, baby. <laughs>
1: hey, kudos to Mike Taylor because I gave him a three finger pour and he finished that whole drink.
0: Dude, Mike Taylor is a good guy, dude. You know, and 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 uh, it's it's funny that you bring up his name again because had breakfast with him over the weekend last week. Uh we've kind of texted each other a couple times this this week. It, it's it's funny because like right now you know, we have our our, our respective listener bases. Yeah. Um but he made some moves at, at his uh, at his channel and it's moves that you know, he felt that they needed to be made and he has to look out for himself. So I'm why would anybody fault him for that? You know? Uh, I don't understand that. And he got upset on his show that people went after his, you know, his girlfriend. Oh, man. And dude, that's like, come after me or come after him. But don't ever go after our kids or our girls. Yeah, man. because you know what? No one would ever do that to our faces, because if they did do that to our faces, they would cease to have a face. I would, you know, they get. I take off my chancla's. And I, I would take off my glass and I'd go out there and I'd beat ass like, like I was a fiesta. they get throat
1: punched on the spot.
0: Mm-hmm. Mario Cavazos saying that he has made a small deposit into the beer fund. Yeah. Love it. Matt Baez, Mike Baez rather, says uh, from Bexar County Social Apparel, saying that the
1: pecan
0: oh, porter. Very nice. That
1: pecan porter, man, they didn't have it the last time. I'm hoping they'll have it this time.
0: It's good. And Mike, by the way, you are part of the draft, by the way. You're part of the draft. That's going to get going in probably a couple of weeks. I'm looking at getting concert tickets. I was just checking out ticket prices right now for a concert in a couple of weeks in uh, Amarillo. Is it Amarillo or Lubbock? It's one of those. That's about a five, six hour drive, dude. It is, uh, let's see here. It is Incubus. Oh, they're good. And Third Eye Blind. Oh, man. That's that's a good set right there, dude. It's in Lubbock at the Lone Star Amphitheater.
1: Third Eye Blind, Low Key. A lot of people know their songs, man. They got some
0: bangers, dude. They do. And you know what's so great about, about some of these bands like Third Eye Blind? Third Eye Blind's known for, you know, do, 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 yeah. do, do, you know, Semi Charm Life, and they've got, uh, you know, Jumper and how it's, How's It Gonna Be and all that stuff the best music that third eye blind ever created was never released it was motorcycle drive-by uh, in the background um a song called london a lot of their slower tempo songs yeah. they had that were the b tracks are so much better than those that were the hit songs that's mainstream funny. it's funny when you go to a concert like that and they start playing the b tracks and the people get excited for them and you know those are the real fans. Yeah, because they listen to it. It was like that with a lot of bands in the 90s, man. You know, uh, Matchbox 20 became really big for a while. And Rob Tom, uh, Rob, Thompson, Rob Thomas, uh, you know, had that song Smooth with Santana. Oh, yeah, that's a good song. I mean, that song was huge. Uh, he had a good solo career as well. You go look back at at Matchbox 20 songs. Dude, their best songs aren't Push or 3AM or or any of those songs. It's Hang. It's a song called Cody. Uh, it's it's all these these B tracks that they had that are so much better. STP is that way too. Yeah. You know, you go plush and Interstate Love Song and all of that stuff. No, 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 no. The songs like Cracker Man and Wicked Garden. Yeah. And the songs like, um, you know, those types of songs that were not on there. Uh, I, I'm thinking of Velvet Revolver, uh, some songs that they did as well. Uh, Scott Weiland. The B tracks is where it's at, man. That's where it is. Mario reaches out, says you should get a few tickets and raffle for someone to go along with you. Ooh, that's a long drive, my man. How far is that drive to Lubbock? Damn, I think it's. I'm telling you, I think it's like six hours, dude. So it's kind of like me going to. I had to Lake drop Charles, my, yeah,
1: because I had to drop my son off at uh, Texas Tech over the summer and i did that drive in one day it's like a 13 hour drive round trip
0: i'm going to look that up real fast let's see here let me get my maps out lubbock texas lubbock texas from from your home in northwest san antonio it is still calculating here the drive is a, a long way let's see here 5 hours and 34 minutes 392 miles that's not
1: too bad it's not too bad but there's a lot of construction when you start getting further uh, down, like you're about maybe, let's say, about an hour and a half, something like that away, and the traffic literally stops, so you're you're stuck on a road that only has one lane open. So you have to wait for them to direct the traffic, and that's where you get stopped at.
0: You take I ten to Junction, then the eighty three north. And you're just going up to North Texas, baby. Yeah, you're making your way to North Texas. I don't know, man. That's a long ass drive. It is. And there ain't nothing
1: out there, dude.
0: There ain't <laughs>
1: nothing out there. Nothing.
0: Kiss from a Rose is an example oh, from Seal. Man. Seal. Can I compare you to a kiss from a rose. Oh, oh my now,
1: grade. now we're getting somewhere. Tyler
0: from the Toadies. There you go. All right. That other song from the Toadies I like. Uh, I burn. Oh, nice. Nice. Jimenez needs to sing some Rob Thomas songs. Ooh, okay. We're going to talk about Rob Thomas songs. Uh, Rob Thomas songs. I'm getting a list here. Um, You know, the song Back to Good is not a B-track. That might be Matchbox 20's best song of all time. Yeah. Uh, But if you're going to say songs that he did, uh, Bright Lights, great song. Uh, If You're Gone, very sad song. I like that one. Oh, yeah, If You're Gone. That's a good one. Um, Go back and listen to the song Hang by Matchbox 20. First album, it's the last song of the first album. Very good. Texas Tornado songs, is a recommendation. What about uh, Streets of Bakersfield? Dwight Yoakam, you don't know me if you don't like
1: me. Yeah, you got to have like an 80s. We got to do like an 80s karaoke where... You get like the hair bands, and you sing one of those songs, Def Leppard, Ugh. Rat,
0: Love it's like a bomb, Motley <laughs> No man, <laughs> screw that hair metal crap, man. Screw hair metal. Chris reaches out and says, "Show went from Lupitas to sports talk to major league karaoke and concerts. Love it." And that's the thing about it, you know, we, what we want this show to be because it used to be a radio show. You know, right? This used to be, used to do halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, and it was so corporate. And what it is that we did, and there was commercial breaks of four and a half to five minutes long. I mean, I literally would ha- would be able to go to the bathroom, walk out, walk about forty yards, go to the restroom, use the vending machine, get my soda, get some ice, run back, and not even walk, run back, walk back, and have a minute and a half left. Damn. Right. And this right here, it's an we we've been on the air for an hour and thirty five minutes, right? Yeah. No commercials. I mean, we do our our little reads. we we say our love to our yeah. sponsors but there's no corporate entity we can end the show whenever the hell we want to do it maybe that's something that we do huh huh yeah. maybe we try is there a record for the longest podcast of all time we have to look it up i don't know what it would be maybe there's a san antonio record maybe we do like a 10 hour show one day just a, just bullshit yeah maybe it's the entire been funded
1: time. funded by the listeners then you just go ahead and keep buying us beers.
0: Just keep going. Let's just keep going.
1: Give us a ten bucks, you know, some fifteen dollars.
0: It's like that Seinfeld episode where Kramer is uh, driving along and the gas is the 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 uh, the gas is on the needle. It's on the E and the lights on and he keeps passing the exits and and more exits. All excited. What is it finally gonna stop? That's what we gotta do one day. Yeah, that's what we gotta do one day. But this has been a fun show. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to go to two hours at some point, probably close to the NFL season. Uh, But again, we're going to have the Fantasy Gods beginning on Sunday. Sunday, 11 a.m. is going to be a one-hour show. Brandon Medina is the guy in charge of that show. I'll be part of it. Joe will be part of it. But I hope that you're part of it as well. And no Paul Cantu. No Vicente Fernandez. Sorry, we're already getting more karaoke requests else says, peace out. I'm going to say peace out myself for Joe. I'm Mike. This is the acquire Taste. Spread the word. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Thank you so much for buying us a beer. We'll be back on Monday. Peace.